We've taken a break from prepping because we got to record a podcast. I am hell-bent, hell-bent on making sure Fridays, sometimes Saturdays, Fridays, you got a podcast waiting in your inbox. And that's why we're here. And by we, I mean it's me, Deepa Sridhar, the host of Sick Palette Podcast, and welcome to it. <laughs> Typically, I say it differently, but that's just the best we're going to do right now. And I got three things for you. Um, I do. The first one is a little bit of a clarification slash correction, maybe. Um, but I wanted to basically talk about a product that I had to really fight for on the internet to try and get it through. And when I got it through, I was very, very, very happy with this decision. So quick little preamble here, okay? I went to a region, and I've talked about this before, but I went to a region in India, in South India, uh, and basically got to travel around Korg, India, which is a very tiny, tiny area in South India that has, it's basically made up of jungle and mountains. They have a very distinct culture. They have their own language. They don't speak Tamil. I mean, some of them understand Tamil. Some, some of them obviously speak other languages, just like all Indians, but um, they speak Cordova which is really like kind of a mix of a few languages and then distinctly their own. Um, so I went there and it like really sort of turned my idea of like what it means to be a South Indian. I realized I didn't know shit that my particular way of being South Indian was literally just mine and my community's version of being this thing. And once I realized that, and once I realized that not everyone eats rasam the way we do, not everyone makes rasam, um, and also just sort of opened my eyes to how food is being made in India, particularly in South India, um, how diets sort of almost can signal towards elitism or classism. It was it was just kind of an interesting look. And I was 21 years old at that time. So I really didn't think that much about identities. But that was such a formative memory for me, just being in that region by myself, eating food that I was number one obsessed with. And, and just having, having a new experience, having to navigate in a place where I didn't know the language and how that went. And it was, it was incredible. I loved it. Sometimes isolating, um, a little intense for when you're 21, but I mean, I'm, I'm really, really happy I did it. And that has been shaping kind of what I do now, right? When I talk about South Indian Texan cuisine, I'll see 
I'll see essentially like uh, sometimes other South Indians either gently trying to correct me. Most of the time it's unwarranted just because what gets to be revealed in those conversations that I do have on the internet and I'm grateful for them is that most South Indians aren't aware that there are many different ways to being South Indian. You know it in your head, but you don't know it in your heart. Do you know what I'm saying? So they'll be like, oh, this is how you say it. And you're like, no, 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 baby. I'm talking about the Mangalore version and this is how they say it. And it's, it's then opening your eyes like, oh, oh, right, 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 right. That's not just our word. It's somebody else's word, just twisted a little differently. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We use that word, but now it's something completely separate, something else. To that end and to that point, I also, as a South Indian, am an imperfect one. And I just did a little video for the gram, okay? And I was explaining what this vinegar that I got shipped from Korg uh, to my house. The reason why I did that is because this vinegar is super special. This vinegar is a very important ingredient in a lot of Korg cuisine, specifically in bandikari. Bandikari is a pork curry that they make. It's super dark in color and just has tons of flavor. And what that vinegar does is it adds a little bit of sour like you would get in a tamarind, but it doesn't hold back. You know, with with tamarind, it's so fun because you get a little bit of sour and then you get a little like spikes of heat and not heat, uh, sweet. And so, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to hit you with a little sour, but we're going to, we're going to like ease on up. Kachampuli vinegar, which is the vinegar in question, is sour, has a little bit of that sugar saturation at the top of it, but it is like, I'm going to take your soul. I'm taking your soul with one little lick of the spoon. And here's the other thing. It's super addictive. It's super complex. So it's like a warhead, kind of. Okay? And it just changes. It changes the direction of your cooking in such an amazing way. And I wanted to get this vinegar because of two things. I needed it for my specific jerk recipe my interpretation of basically a jerk recipe. And I wanted to add that South Indian spin to it, which would be this vinegar. The other reason is I wanted to have enough that we could use it for the third course for my Veracruz dinner because the, the ribs that we're featuring for the third course, the ribs are basically rubbed and basted in Korg spices before we add a ton of other amazing ingredients and salsas. And it really is just that dish, especially I feel like it's a hybrid dish between my, my flavors I'm bringing to the table and Reina and her team's flavors. Anyways, so I wanted to make sure I had the vinegar for it. And I was like, okay, I'll just order it on Amazon because I just typed it in and I was like, it's not my favorite way of doing things. You know, I don't like doing it, but like 
when push comes to shove, who else? What a reliable source. Turns out most of the vinegars on there are scam. You're not going to get your money back. And that's not the way to order it. So I searched and I searched and I searched and I finally found like basically like a Korg specific website Um, and just like a South Indian, like real obscure, like we'll find this for you website. And I messaged them and I'm like, I'm looking for this. And they're like, okay, give us a couple weeks. We got you. They messaged me back. They're like, we can get you two packets of this. I was like, I don't know how much that is. Sold. Get it to me. Package gets stuck in customs, then finally gets here. Thank God I ordered it like two months ago. And when I got it, I was like, God, I hope it's the real thing. As soon as I tasted it, it sent me over the edge. It was amazing. So to that end, right, we have this Cachampuli vinegar. It's just in time for my October dinners at the training kitchen, just in time for the Veracruz collaboration, happy. I make a video and I'm just so excited about talking about the taste of it and like what I'm trying to make sure we're talking about it. And I think also in my mind, there is a Thamillion product that tastes similar to it, but is made from citrus, my citron actually. And I conflated the two. And I was like, oh my God, I think in the video, I'm like, oh, it's super citrusy. Like, because I have in my wiring, right, uh, ate the million, uh, we call it um, kichlika. Basically, like, it's like fruit jerky that you can make into different things. And we serve it with um, certain rice dishes. Uh, And it's, it's black in color, just very similar to this very thick, dark vinegar. However, Gachampuli vinegar, just so we have it on record here, is made from a fruit that's called the gummy gummy fruit. <laughs> that's the English version of it. Okay. So the gummy gummy fruit, right? It, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a fruit. It's, it's squash-like, I guess. <laughs> Someone, someone who understands botany, tell me. Tell me if it's a fruit or if it's a squash, okay? It's, it's, it's something. It kind of looks like a pumpkin. <laughs> but essentially what it is is uh, they make a fermented juice from it. It's really sour, but it's got a little bit of like that tropical note to it. And then they boil it down until it gets really thick, almost syrupy. Um, But it doesn't have the flavor of something syrupy. And that's why it's kind of amazing. Um, And they have it in most Korg households. I've seen it. A lot of times people will make their own. It's very difficult to find it um, outside of that region. And no one really makes it um, outside of that region. So getting it felt like a huge win. Um, Incredible to just add to any meat dish. Um, And it just, 
like I said, it just it just changes the level of complexity of any dish. And I'm featuring it. And this is probably the only place in town that you're going to get like at least you might you're not going to be like, oh, my God, that's the kachamboli vinegar. But it's in the food and it's cool to try. Anyways, that was my first thing. Sorry for confusing everyone. It's not a citrus. It's a fruit. Okay, moving on. So I told y'all, I told y'all I would have a wine review ready for you. And listen, do you want a podcast on time or do you want the podcast? I promise. Ideally, you want both, but I'm only able to give you one. (laughs) Okay. Um, What I think I'm going to try and do is I'm going to see if I could line up like three really great red wines I want to have in the fall this this weather. I'm I'm keeping my blues at bay. Some days are better than others, but oof, it really takes me out. Even even last night, last night was the first night of uh my October dinner and just seeing that at 7:30 it's completely dark. It's hard, y'all. It's it's hard on the soul. Um, there are much bigger problems in the world. I know this, but just want to say, can't wait for spring. I love to spring forward. I might be the only person, guys. You can you can sleep whenever. To be honest, find the time. Maybe I don't know. I don't know y'all's lives. I know some people, most people in the world have like nine to fives or versions of that. Anyways, where am I going with this? Right, wine review. I don't have one for you. (laughs) But what I do have is, is a little bit of a mini rant. Tiny, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I want more of, okay? It's a wine review in 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 sort of a way, okay? So as I've outed myself on this particular podcast, I watch a ton of reality television. I love just having it in the background while I'm writing menus. I'm also a bit of an insomniac, so that really just sort of helps me lull lull me back into sleep. I don't know what that says about my psyche, but just watching just insane bits of human emotion just really sort of soothe my soul. Um, but something has been happening and it is mostly affecting the men that are featured on Bravo. Um, they were on two separate shows. I realized none of them know how to use a wine opener. Just like one of those little, you know, with the with the screw and the handle and the little bit of lever. You know, I just I just finished watching the latest episode of Southern Charm. And there's a lot to say about that, but the thing that really stood out to me is that Craig 
Conover. They're, they're using the wine opener like they're cavemen. You know what I'm saying? Like they put the screw in into the cork, but then they won't use the lever. That's why you have that design. You, you, put the, you put the other side of it down, you know, where it folds, you put that down and it's, and it's sort of your, your, you know, steady base. So you can then use the other side to like a lever. I don't think they know that. This man, this man in his 30s has put the screw into the cork and now is trying to, with the will of his hand, to just pull it out, not using the lever. And the cork splits in half and they can't get it out and he makes a mess. And it's so it's crazy to me to watch. I'm like, just, just use it like everyone else uses it. And then I can't remember who on another show. Oh, this, this was, I think this was either Mary or Meredith on Salt Lake City. They broke a cork as well, doing the same thing. I was like, somebody teach them how to use a wine opener. And then there was another, I believe it was another man. I can't remember what scene on what show, but I was like, this is a, this is a Bravo epidemic. They should, they should all sit their reality stars down and say, Hey guys, if you're going to open wine on TV, this is how you got to do it. It's, it's, it's very simple. It's, it's going to save you a lot of heartache and we can, we can stop losing wine bottles to the fact that you simply will not YouTube how to open a bottle of wine with a classic wine opener. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see. Maybe, maybe this is just some sort of like subliminal messaging. How do they all not know how to open a bottle of wine? Every single one of them. Okay. All right. Let's get to the third thing. And now the third thing. The third thing is, is really, uh, unfortunately, a little bit of a rant. But I think, I think it, we come to a nice conclusion. Let's, let's see. I haven't said it yet. <laughs> let's land the plane, Deepa. This quick note for myself. Um, so essentially, Diwali, which a very popular Indian festival, um, is we 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 start our Diwali three to five day celebration, depending on what region in India you're talking about. Um, we start at Sunday, November twelfth. Okay. And uh, November's Training Kitchen Collaboration Dinner Series, we're doing a Diwali slash Thanksgiving menu, which very excited about this, okay? But here's the thing. Every menu, every menu I do, I try to research as much as possible, especially if I'm, I'm not coming from the most, like, you know, formed 
experience about anything I'm trying to represent. So, you know, even with, with all the South Indian regions I try to talk about or, um, you know, base a menu off of, I try to do as much research as possible because as I have stated in that first section, not all South Indians know about every other South Indian. It's just not how it works. Um, so in that spirit, I wanted to make sure, uh, I was doing my due diligence and I was just looking up different like Diwali lists and like the types of food that people like to eat from different regions in India. And just like everything else, when it comes to looking up things culturally about India, it is so hard to find anything, any piece of food writing or literature that is about South India. Every single thing, especially when it comes to Diwali, also in the South, just so you know, we call it Deepavali. That's right. Deepa is in the first part of it because Deepa means light. It's the festival of lights, so we call it Deepavali. Okay? Anyways, it's been very difficult this whole time just saying Diwali instead of Deepavali because I love saying Deepavali. Um, but yeah, essentially like I'm, I'm trying to get my research on and it's really, really difficult because everything is talking about samosas and you know what, I don't know. It's fine. And I love samosas. They're delicious. I'm, I'm not against it. And there's going to be like a couple known elements that are like, not necessarily South Indian on this menu, but for the most part, we're making it pretty South Indian as well as pretty classically Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, but essentially, yeah, it is, it is just really sometimes difficult when you're trying to explain the kind of food you're making and when you say Indian, people ha- are are dreaming of sag paneer and, uh, you know, chicken tikka masala and that sort of thing. And, and we just don't do that in the South. But the good news is we are going to be able to have that menu out pretty soon. I'm like very, very, very psyched. I... Hope I get to see a lot of the Austin community in their best Diwali wear on a farm in November. Okay, guys, I think that's the podcast for me. That's it. That's it for the week. Um, if you do want to sign up for El Ritual and try that Kachampoli vinegar, um, you know, link is below and it's happening October 29th, we'd love to see you there. And if you want to partake in a Diwali Thanksgiving prefix dinner series on a dope farm in South Austin, the link is below as well. And I will be working on subscribers on getting us 
a red wine list that we can be depressed to in this fall weather that everyone seems to be very happy about, except for me. It'll be a bummer wine list, but it'll be good. <laughs> okay, guys, I got to get back to prepping uh, and because it's night two. And um, I will talk to you guys next week.